You are listening to Jai Long, and this is the Educators Rising podcast. Now, I know you have big questions. How do people like you and me make it as an educator? How do we sell online courses? How do we successfully coach the people around us, bring everybody up in our industry, and take our lives and our knowledge to the next level? If you are obsessed like I am and you're thinking that's exactly you, that's exactly where you want to be, then this show is going to be for you. We're going to obsess over all those little things that are going to end up getting you big results. Thank you for listening. Let's get into it. Hey, Risers. Welcome back to the show. You're listening to Jai Long. I'm very excited that you're here with me for the next little bit. Today, we are diving into episode two, and we're going to talk all about how to deliver your paid education to the world. So there's so many different ways and there's pros and cons and everything else. And I think this episode is going to be very interesting for you, especially if right now you have an online course, but you're thinking about doing some coaching or maybe you got some coaching and you're thinking about adding an online course. Maybe you want to write an ebook. Maybe you want to do some mentoring. Maybe you want to launch that workshop. Who knows? But we're going to dive into the reasons why you would do one over the other, which one's my personal favorite and everything else in between. So before we get into the show, I just want to ask if you have not left a review to this podcast yet, please do so on the Apple Podcast app. The link is in the description below this, wherever you're listening. Click on that, leave a review. One lucky person this month is going to win a mentor session with me and we can even record that and maybe even get it onto the podcast as well. That could be really cool. So please leave a review. It helps us expand this podcast, get it out to new people whilst it's fresh, whilst it's new. And so we can hit the charts and everything else because I want to make a big impact in this community and help raise the standards in the whole education industry, which is going to be so fun. Okay, so today we're talking about delivering paid content. What I'm not talking about is YouTube, podcasts, TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, or anywhere else where you may deliver free content. Now, I know some of those platforms, yes, you can deliver paid content for sure. I know there's subscriptions that you can do on Instagram and um, there's things you can do on YouTube and everything else. And of course, you can get paid by sponsorships from those. And there's many things that you can do, but I am not talking about any of those channels in this. I am talking about channels like Patreon, coaching, mentoring, online courses, and things like that. Now, one thing I want you to keep in mind when we're talking about how to deliver your education, I'm going to talk a little bit about how easy it is of an entry point for you and for somebody else. Now, if it's an easy entry point, and that could be something like maybe a digital ebook or a membership site or something like that, The pro is you can get it done relatively quick, right? So you can get it done quick and easy and it probably doesn't cost you much money. You could launch that thing by this afternoon, no problems at all. But the negative side of launching something that's an easy entry is not often does it provide the students with the best results. So that's number one. And number two, there's always going to be a lot more competition for you. So a lot of the times, a lot more competition And also you don't give the best results. And one of the reasons why you don't give best results because lower point of entry usually means it's going to be a bit cheaper as well. And when people don't pay for information, they don't pay attention. And funny enough, as you get more expensive with when you're delivering your content, however you do it, you actually get better results for your students and you get better quality students too, like people that are coachable and willing to show up with the right mindset. 
because price actually weeds those people out that are not yet ready and they're still trolling YouTube and they're trying to find all the answers and they don't want to spend any money and they don't believe in themselves yet and and everything else. And I'm not discounting anyone that doesn't have any money because I know I've been there. I had to hustle, you know, make things happen. But the quality of students that we work with really does depend on how much they pay because trust me, if I do a massive workshop and you know I do it for free or I do it for a few dollars, of course, we have big volumes of people in there, but you also get a lot of people that complain. They don't watch the content. They don't listen. They don't implement it. They don't value it. They don't value me as an educator. They don't value the community and other things. Um, that's not everybody, but you do get a bigger percent of that in in those communities. Whereas if someone's paying me between $2,000 and $20,000 for one of my programs, like you get people that are absolutely ready for the answers and they're going to show up for their business. They're going to make things happen. So the more that someone stretches to get into a program, the more they pay attention to the program and the more that they trust the process because they're like, man, fuck this. I'm going to get in there. I'm going to make things happen. I'm going to use these scripts. I'm going to use these templates. I'm going to use these strategies because I want to get the results of the coach that I'm following, right? I've done this myself as well. When I have a coach, you know, the more that I pay, man, the more that I pay attention for sure. Now, hard point entry. So if something is a little bit harder, so this is maybe like creating an online course or a proper coaching program or something like that, it can be much harder, but it's always, you're going to get better results for your students because you do need to put more time and attention into how do you actually structure your course content or how do you deliver the information properly, right? It also means there's less competition in that space because not many people have that confidence in themselves to actually charge a lot more. So you get probably a lot more professional educators in this space where they've gone through and they've done the cheaper things and now they're ready to level themselves up and and they value themselves enough to work with people that want to pay more as well. So that's a huge one. Obviously you get better results and there's less competition, of course. There's less competition because you're going to have less people that actually show up and do the work. And one thing that I've learned as an entrepreneur, the harder the point of entry is, the less people are there because less people want to show up and actually do the work. Most people want to take shortcuts and they don't actually want to put in that unrealistic action to get those big results. So if you're here with me and you're a riser, I want you to put in that unrealistic action to get those big results because that's what this community is all about, right? We don't shy away from doing the hard work so we can really stand out and so we can deliver on amazing results and those promises that we make to our students. So that's really important. So with each way that we deliver content, you can charge different prices, right? So lower entry point into education is going to become a cheaper price tag in general. So for example, many memberships could be, you know, five to $10 per month. So think about something like Patreon, for example, $5 to $10. Sometimes I see some of the bigger educators up to $50 per month. The problem is with doing something like that is you have to keep showing up and creating content over and over and over, and you don't feel valued a lot of the time. So you probably don't give away all your best stuff. And that's just the wrong way of doing it. And I've never seen that happen really successful, except that literally just the one, 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 one percent. So we're going to get into that in a second. But number one, I want to start with coaching. So what is a coach? Well, the best coaches in the world combine real world business experience with coaching skills like active listening and the ability to ask powerful questions. Okay. So think about Mike Tyson and his coach. So his coach uh, is actually his second coach that he had, Kevin Rooney. I want you to think about this, right? 
the best athletes in the world have amazing coaches, but those coaches don't have to be the best athletes in the world because they are there to coach the best athlete. So if Mike Tyson goes out there, and if you don't know who he is, I'm a little bit older, but he was a boxer in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s. And um, if he's out there and he's boxing, the last thing that he wants to do is start thinking about the strategy and think about marketing and thinking about his next fight and thinking about his social media platform, even though that wasn't back there, but like interviews and, and think about all those things. He just doesn't, he, he should be training and then he should be perfecting his craft and that's boxing, right? So as entrepreneurs, a lot of the times, like we're out there doing all these things, but imagine if you had a coach in your corner, like someone that looked forward for you and looked around at the trends, looked around at the styles, looked around at the strategies, and made connections for you and, and gave you all these different things. Like to me, I think that would be incredible. So this is something I heard about a long time ago, but it's called the five C's, the five C's of a really good coach. And so this is what it sounds like. Commitment, communication, concentration, control, and confidence. So that's the five C's. A really good coach will have those, but here are just a few other things um, that it makes a really good coach. And if this sounds like you, then awesome. Okay. So first one's effective coaches are always positive. So I've never seen a negative coach that teaches by being constructive and being negative and bringing any kind of negativity. They're always positive and they're, and they're giving positive reinforcement. It helps so much. A good coach inspires self-realization. Um, an effective coach is enthusiastic in my opinion. They teach transferable skills. They have visions for of the big picture. Like they'll be able to see the big picture. They're always able to adapt. They can relate to you. I think that one's really important. An effective coach is supportive, super, super supportive. They're trusting, they're focused, they're goal orientated, they're observant, and they're also very respectful. Now, I think these things make attributes of an amazing coach. And if this sounds like you, you could be an amazing coach. But what I do see out there as I see people like with coaching, it's such a craft. And I see people out there that just go like, oh, I'm an amazing videographer. I'm also going to be a coach, you know, and I just put a name on my website that says coach. Now that's the same as like, oh, I have shot an iPhone before. So I'm going to say I'm a videographer and I just put website out and say I'm a videographer. Like you can just do that, but there is a craft and you can learn the right way and charge the right way and get the right skills for your students. And I think that's the best way, right? So I do believe becoming a good coach is learning all those things. Commitment, communication, concentration, control, confidence. So one thing about a coach, a coach doesn't have to have ever done anything in your industry before. Now, so often people think, and people say this to me, like uh, if I'm teaching wedding photographers, for example, they're like, Jai, if you're not a wedding photographer, how could I ever learn from you? Even though you've done it before, like how could you be my coach? Now, the thing is, what you don't want is you don't want a coach that's also a wedding photographer. And I'll tell you why. It means coaching is their side hustle. And when it's a side hustle, it means you're, you are their side projects, right? Like they're not doing it full time. They're not there invested in your results. It's like if Mike Tyson just had another famous boxer as his coach, it'll be really hard for him to get the right information and, and the right energy from his coach because his coach will be always preoccupied doing something else. It's not his full-time job. So I do believe if you're finding a coach, I personally would look for someone that's a full-time coach because I think that person is actually obsessing over the craft and it's such a massive 
thing to learn, like to be able to actually properly support you, to be able to find those right strategies that work, to be able to test those strategies, to be reading the books, to be out there helping people day to day, you know? And I think that's so, so important more so than if they've been in your industry before, because business is business and chances are if they're coaching you and they're hyping you on, they know what they're doing. Now, which brings me on to number two. So number two is mentoring. Mentoring is a little bit different because a mentor doesn't need to be as good as a coach, right? So a coach, they're going to be there enthusiastic for you. They got the big picture, transferable skills. You know, they got the commitment. They're, they're showing up and they're making you do the work. But a mentor is someone that has done what you want. So you'd go to, like, if you want a mentor and you go to, say, you're a photographer, for instance, you go to your favorite photographer, they're going to mentor you to be a photographer just like them. The problem is with a mentor is they don't need to really know how to teach or to coach you or to motivate you or to inspire you or to support you because all they're really doing is going, this is the way I did it. You can do it too. Right? So that's why so often some of the geniuses that we know, like I remember I got um, guitar lessons from a genius. He was an amazing guitarist, but he couldn't teach to save his life, but he would sit there and just play. And, I, and I'd be like, Oh my God, I'm learning something, I'm trying to catch up, but it's really hard. So yeah, I do think mentor is totally different to a coach. Now, a mentor needs some basic skills and, and I believe they need to be a good listener and they need to be a sounding board. They need to be flexible. They need a value diversity and your vision as well. I believe they need to be knowledgeable and they need to be accomplished, accomplished in the thing that you want to accomplish. Like I always say, don't learn money from your broke parents. Don't learn relationships from your divorced friend. Like learn from the people that have done the hard work and they've got the results that you want to see in your life. I think that's most, most important. Now, one thing about coaching and mentoring, I do believe they're both, they can be low entry, but there's another factor in there. It's you're selling your time now. And if you're selling your time, it's worth a lot more money. So it's, it's a lot of the times coaching or group coaching means you are actually showing up and you're actually helping people. And that's worth a lot of money. Just to put in perspective, like I have paid, you know, 50, 60, $70,000 for a coaching session with a coach of mine. And I do charge around $20,000 for a coaching session with me on certain topics, especially when I'm teaching education and showing someone how to launch their education platform and things like that. I've worked with a lot of the big educators, right? So really interesting. Um, you can charge a lot more because you're actually not even just giving them a course or anything. You're actually giving them the exact strategies that they need. You're walking them through and you charge based on the results that they're going to get. So I know when I'm charging $20,000, like I know my students will probably make $100,000 in a launch. So it's all relative, right? So if they don't do the way that I'm doing, they probably won't get those big results and they won't even get $20,000. So it's worth a lot to them. Now, coaching and mentoring, it can be a little bit harder, especially for you time-wise. So you've got to show up, you've got to block out time, you've got to learn their business, you've got to learn all those skills. How do you effectively stay focused and goal-orientated and energetic and like listen and be supportive and committed and everything else? Like how do you do these? Also at the same time, like going out there and learning the right strategies to be able to teach the students in front of you. Like there is so much. So I do believe... Those two can be a harder entry point because it's an easy entry point and a lot of people do it, but a lot of people do it, don't do it well. But those that do it well get fully booked out all the time. And I think it's a great way to be able to actually teach students for sure. 
Hey, if you're a course creator or you're a coach and you're looking for the perfect platform to host your email list, your actual content, your courses, your coaching, everything else, then Kajabi is where it's at. I personally use it. It's a one-stop shop. It has everything in there from funnels to website building to email lists to course creation and everything else. And hey, it can save you so much money when you get rid of all those other subscriptions and just get straight into Kajabi. So Kajabi has actually helped thousands of entrepreneurs just like yourself make billions of dollars over the last few years. And I believe you are no different. You need to get in there and give it a try. And if you do so, I'm giving you a 30-day trial period right now. All you have to do is head over to jialong.co forward slash Kajabi. So to claim your 30 days, head over to jialong.co forward slash Kajabi. Now, next one is actually workshops. And when I'm talking about workshops, I'm talking about like in-person workshops. So a workshop is usually a brief intensive educational program for a relatively small group of people that focuses especially on techniques and skills in a particular field or for an industry. So a workshop is what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about, you know, someone down there with a hammer and, and some metal just banging out something. Not that type of workshop. So workshops... Uh, a much higher entry level because one reason is you have to usually hire a venue. You got to start a sales page. You got to have a reputation. You got to sell tickets. You got to have a good sales page with good copy. You got to have, usually have videos. Like there's a lot you got to do. So it can be really hard. It's also the scariest to do because if people don't buy tickets, sometimes we can feel like we're a failure or we're an idiot, right? So it can be really, really hard to do a workshop. I've done workshops for years and years and years and it's what I know most. Actually, I've done so many workshops. I love them. I've speak at a lot of different workshops as well. That one-on-one intimacy that you have when you're talking to people or like in a bigger group, which is like 10 people, 15 people, like it feels nice to be able to go around and really like focusing on what they want, what they need at that time and, and, and spread that knowledge. I think it's really good for sure. Uh, but it lacks a little bit with different education because you get hyped and, and you get energized. But at the end of, of the workshop, it's like there's no more support. And sometimes there's not even a community and it can feel a little bit disheartening. And sometimes you can show up to these things. And if you're like me, you're an introvert or it's just at the wrong time of year, at the wrong location with the wrong people, like whatever it is. So there's a lot of factors in there. But again, workshops, you can charge a lot more for it because it's you and it's in person and, and there's a lot more costs involved. So it sometimes there's less profit in it because there is a lot more costs, especially if you're doing a workshop where it involves something where you're actually making things. Like if you've got clay or expandables, you've got paint, um, maybe you're a photographer and you've got models and, and you've got a set designer or, or whatever it is, right? It can get costly. Maybe you've got day trips somewhere, you've got transport, you've got accommodation, you've got food, you've got alcohol, you've got a party, you've got a DJ. Like there's so many things that happen with workshops. Now, the next one is online courses. I love online courses, right? So online courses improves efficiency and effectiveness of education and information. That's what an online course does. Improves efficiency and effectiveness of education and information. It improves the user ability and time flexibility to engage learners to learn the processes. These can be particularly good for introverts and successful people that don't want to waste their time and they just want to get the damn answers. So I think online courses are one of the most 
amazing things. I do them all the time. My my students, my staff do them all the time. I've got so many students in my online courses. A lot of the, I think years ago people used to think they were a scam, but now like there's so much good word of mouth out there. There's so many reviews you can read to find the right things. And um, the only mistakes I've ever made is is buying cheap online courses and then getting shit answers. So I've always invested in courses that cost me way too much money and they got me big results and I love them. For you, it's harder to make so you can charge a lot more for it. So it's a harder entry. That means there's less competition because there's not many people that want to sit there and actually film themselves, script out a course, go through all the modules, create all the content, have a platform, make a sales page, do the videos, market, advertise. There's not many people. So if you are relentless just like I am, then you're in the right place because we're going to be talking about online courses and I think it's one of the best ways to impact our community. Which brings me on to the next one, which is hybrid courses and coaching, which is actually my favorite way, my ultimate favorite way, which is what I mostly do. So the six-figure business map, it's not a course, it's a hybrid course and coaching, which means you get the course curriculum for sure. All the modules are all there and you can keep going back to them. But I'm also there coaching each month. So that means people can go through the course by themselves in their own time but they also get the support from me and my staff. So that way we can get people through the course, get them unstuck, and I can bring in new perspectives all the time and everything else. So it combines the coaching and the course into a super affordable way to get both. Because a lot of the times with coaching, if I'm doing one-on-one intensive coaching with a lot of my big clients, like I was saying, you know, for me, it's around $20,000 and it goes up. But with group coaching calls, it means like you can do it I'm tuning in each month and it means like you can pay usually a hybrid course, like bare minimum, it's 2000. Like that's the cheapest ones that I ever see anywhere. And it's probably too cheap. And they usually range from 2000 to about $10,000. So 10,000, like a lot of the ones I join are around about $10,000. That's basically what you're looking for, especially if it's for like online education or it's for a specific niche the smaller the niche, the more that it costs. And the more money you can make in that niche, the more that costs. And, and the quicker you get people results, the more that it will cost and things like that. So I love those. Another reason is because um, when I'm selling my course, I hate just selling like a, a faceless product where I just put my information out there and that's it. I personally am all about customer experience and I love getting in there and actually walking my students through. And the people that showed up for me and paid me money, it means I want to show up for them and I want to get them big results. So myself and the team, and I hired a team to help me, we are relentless to make sure that we are showing up for our students so they get those big results and we get so many reviews. It's amazing. And this is what I want to teach you as well. So on this show, I want to make sure that I'm showing you all these different ways. But just so you know, in the back of your mind, hybrid course and coaching is my favorite and for all those reasons. And of course, you can charge a little bit more for it. And of course, you get bigger results for people. And it's also automated as well. So that means you can enroll people at any time, depending on how you structure it. And it also means people have got information there without having to bug you as well. So they can get on with the course in between coaching, which I think is a fantastic way of consuming information, especially if you you are a busy entrepreneur like myself when I want answers ASAP. So another one is retreats. So I'm doing a retreat at the moment for educators. We've almost sold out the Byron Bay one in Australia. We're doing one in Spain. I think that one's almost sold out. We're doing one in Los Angeles. These are all coming up. Uh, Los Angeles as well. Um, There's some tickets left to that. And we're doing, I think it's two-day, three-day retreat, which is amazing. Like I love retreats because 
Retreats are often a calm place where students can experience nature, friendship, spirituality, and personal growth in different ways. But not only that, it's also like strategies, um, masterminds, and like bringing things together. So a lot of the times, like if you love that nurture style, intensive education, then a retreat is the right way. A lot of the times I like to do retreats, if it's like a fitness retreat or health retreat or something like that, uh, personal growth retreat, because it gets me into that space for a little bit of time and it makes me yeah, want to take things to another level. So retreats can be much more expensive. It depends on how you structure it, but a lot of the times with a retreat, you usually well, can pay for food, accommodation. Sometimes there's a goodies bag. Sometimes there's uh, extra speakers that come in, masterminds. It can be games. It can be activities. There can be bushwalks. There can be hikes, surfing. Like there's so many things you can do with a retreat. Cooking classes. You can sort of break it up a little bit more. Uh, a lot of things you can do is breakout sessions. So people have to go around and, and actually forge new friendships and, and network. A lot of the times people that go to retreats are high achievers. And so others that go to them actually network because you find people that are just like yourself that are ready to take things to another level. And, and I love that about retreats. That's why I'm always, you know, you know me, I'm, I'm skipping the YouTube channels and all that stuff because personally what I like to do is get straight in and find all the big answers so I can get big results. And that's what I've always done. And that's why I do get big results because I'm hungry for it, right? And retreats are a great way to consume fantastic information. Next one's conferences. You've probably seen lots of conferences. Um, a conference is a gathering of people, usually a large amount of people, uh, with a common interest or background with the purpose of allowing them to meet one another and to learn about and discuss issues, ideas, and work on a focused topic. The biggest advantage of a conference, of course, is networking. And they're perfect for extroverts. Like probably not perfect for me, but perfect for extroverts. Someone like myself, I'm more an introvert. I find them a little bit overwhelming. Um, I find them a little bit hard to connect with my audience, especially when I'm talking at conferences because I usually rock up there and then walk up on stage and I'm talking and presenting and then everyone's sitting down in the auditorium or wherever it is, but I don't actually get to stop and have a conversation with anyone. And so, yeah, it can be a little bit different. But if you're hosting and holding a conference yourself, there can be a fantastic way to reach out and um, build your audience uh, impact a lot of people, sort of like a workshop. It's like a hybrid workshop. You make it even bigger and a course. You get a lot of people in there. So I think they can be really good. And as you're an educator and you're up and coming, it's really good to talk on, at conferences. I think it gives you a lot of credibility as well. Last one I'm going to talk about is memberships. So like an online course, a membership is like an online course, but you pay each week or month or year and the content keeps getting updated. Now, as an educator, in my humble opinion, this can be the hardest way to deliver content as students will expect you to keep showing up for that monthly fee and it does lead to burnout. Now, it can have great income benefits though as you have more sustainable and predictable income, even if it's at a lower entry point, but a lot of the times more people can sign up to something, right? Now, I have mentored many people with memberships uh, with Patreon and, and other things. And a lot of the times when I'm mentoring them, I'm trying to get them out of that and into an online course because it is so hard to keep showing up and churning out information um, on a membership to your students for a few different reasons. One is if you have a gate and you're charging people not much money for all this information, it means it's really hard to actually put time into marketing and advertising and creating content for free to expand your audience because you're always in there trying to create for your students, right? 
which is a hard thing. Another thing is people churn pretty quickly, which means churn means people leave pretty quickly. So they'll stay there for three months, then they'll leave because they go, oh, there hasn't been that much more information in three months. So they're never usually happy with all the information that's in there. They're always waiting for the new information. They feel like if they just paid $50 this month and there's no information dropping, there's no new education out there then they'll probably leave because they don't see the value. So again, people value what they pay for because on the inside, they don't want to make the mistake themselves and they want to make sure that they show up and get their, they want to get a return on their investment. But with Patreon or with memberships, a lot of the times they don't see their return on investment and it just seems like it's a drag because it just keeps coming out of their bank account over and over and over. Uh, So it can be really hard. Having said that, just like I said before, though, you can get predictable income. I do know some people that have a seven-figure business from doing it and it works for them and congratulations to them. It's not the way that I do it. I marvel at people that can do it, though. I think it's really cool. Low entry points, so more people have Patreons and um, memberships than online courses or anything else because, you know, it's so easy for someone just to launch one tomorrow, get people to sign up. A lot of the times, too, as a student, it can be pretty shit. I've signed up to a couple. It's all well and good when it first starts, but then the educator gets frustrated after a while, especially when they realize they've got no time to market and bring more people in so they're not getting more money. And then they realize that they hit the ceiling, they can't make any more money, and it's not much of a wage, and now they've got to show up and keep creating content. So you can get see the content gets like less and less impactful. And as a student myself, I don't find the value in it. So I am one of those people that burn and churn. That's it. I hope this really helps. I really wanted to give a bit of an overview of ways that we can expand our education, the ways that we can charge. Of course, there are so many more ways and we're going to be talking about those as well. There's online conferences, there's webinars, there's summits, there's so many other things that we can do. But right now, I think that's just enough. And these ones, like even just me going through these really gets you starting to think about like, is it a high entry point? Can I charge a lot? Is there a lot of work? Am I best serving my clients by doing this? Like it makes you think a little bit different moving forward when we're trying to build out our new education platform or whatever it is. Or if you're trying to add something on, because very often like you might have a online course, but you want to add a membership to sort of supplement your income each month because you want to make sure that you have more predictable income or maybe maybe you're ready to host that retreat or that workshop and you want to launch it out to the world and create some great content and everything else. And that's another thing too. If you're doing it live and in person, one of the beautiful things that I love is not only do you get to meet people in person, you know, away from the screen, but you get to create some amazing content with people. And that amazing content can be put back onto social media and it can help you expand your network and your audience as well, which I really, really love. This year, 2023, for me, I will be talking a lot more conferences. I'm doing some cool workshops and retreats in the US and Australia and Europe. All the information is at jialong.co if you do want to find out anything. But yeah, I'm excited because I get to create more content, meet more people, blow up my business. And I think getting in front of people, helping as many people as I can, giving them all the secrets and strategies, helping them, showing them how to fish so then they can do it themselves. I think... I will be able to take my stuff to another level and I want you to do the same. All right, I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Jai Long. This is Educators Rising. Don't forget, leave me a review on the podcast. And yeah, that's it. Hey, Riser, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm excited to see the big results that you get and 
celebrate those wins. If you do want to join my community, I have a Facebook group called Educators Rising and I believe it's the place that you need to be if you want to share your wins, you want to share your strategies and everything else. I do show up live and I do get in there and interact with everybody. So it's a lot of fun. Also, if you're a creative entrepreneur, I do have a podcast show called Make Your Break. It's incredible. We have so many good speakers. There's lots of motivation, inspiration, tips and tricks, strategies and everything else. So be sure to check those out on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'll see you soon.